Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Grain Feed brought to you by EverAg. This is your weekly news feed for all things grain and all things feed. Each week we bring you updates on the markets with unique perspectives from an amazing team of analysts with the intention of helping dairy and livestock producers manage their risk. I'm your host, Jim Matthews, reporting from the Chicago office on a slightly warmer spring morning and what has been a slightly cooler and wetter week here in the Midwest. Joining me today, as always, from Texas, Director of Feed Procurement, Mr. Jake Kingsley, and returning to the grain feed from Madison, Wisconsin, dairy broker and agent, Miss Katie Burgess. Team, how are we today? Doing good, Jim. Doing all right this morning, Jim. Catching a little rain down here. Jake, you getting rain in Texas? We had some rain in Texas. Some parts had some pretty large hail, so we're figuring out what the damage is there. Oh boy. Uh, but parts of the Panhandle had some rain. Parts of Kansas had some rain yesterday. So going to go look up some rainfall totals there. Jeez. Uh, 10-day forecast looks to be okay. So we may be having a little bit of a change of tune here. Okay. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, Katie, you had a big week here in Chicago. It was ADPI week, first half of the week. And then we had a big internal dairy team seminar, powwow, however you want to call it for the bulk of yesterday. Have you managed to recover from that, Katie? I have recovered. It was a great week. I love being out, going to conferences, getting to see everyone in person. And so it was pretty fun. But from a market perspective, the news was not great. Uh, Lots of big bears walking around Chicago this week. If only those big bears were good at football, I'd have a lot more fun every fall and winter. Um, So we'll dive more into into that here in a second. The the, maybe a positive for some of those big bears is that the grain and feed market is also pushing lower very heavily here. And we'll dive into that now. So, Paige, if you could please kindly timestamp the broadcast It's Thursday morning. Markets are lower here in Chicago, as Katie noted, uh, on the dairy side, but also in the grain and feed complex. It's been quite the week for feed buyers here in the U.S. Corn especially is on a big push lower at the board once again this morning. And this is after trying to push recent highs just a little over one week ago. So between when we recorded a week ago Thursday, we had tried to achieve those fresh highs Tuesday, Wednesday, and since then, it has been all red on our screens here in Chicago. So we've got July corn now pushing easily through six bucks this morning. Uh, We've got D's corn down through last summer's lows, pushing into the 530s, and protein is also weaker. It's trying to stabilize at the moment, but new crop, we've got D's meal flirting with that $400 per ton level. So quite the run here and quite the potential opportunities for some buyers here. Uh, We'll get into those feed markets in one moment, but let's turn back to Katie. You touched on the broader sentiments of the week here for dairy. So do you mind diving a little bit more into those? Right. From a dairy perspective, it's spring. So that means the spring flush is coming at us right now. As a result, we've got plenty of supply out there. So we're hearing a lot of milk supply in the places we have been hearing it. So lots of milk in the Midwest, lots of milk in the Southwest, but even places like California, which 
people were not sure how it was going to play out, um, even hearing a little bit about more milk on the West Coast. So from a market perspective, this week we've seen cheese drop to new year-to-date lows. And as a result, we've seen milk prices. Right now, May is trading below $17 a hundredweight, which just given where feed costs have been, is below the cost of production for most producers. Gotcha. Yeah, it has been a... It's been an interesting run because it did feel like milk came under pressure prior to this sell-off. So things have been feeling a bit more squeezed, but again, hopefully a little bit more relief. But like you said, maybe uh, some of those margins, though, are still not looking lucrative by any means, despite what we're seeing uh, over the last couple of days. Um, Katie, just to ask, between all the commercials uh, and co-ops you represent versus producers, any differences between the two? Because you had meetings essentially on both sides throughout this week in terms of uh, maybe just how bearish we feel, or is it kind of a, maybe everyone's on one side of the boat, so perhaps this thing has to tip the other way. Is there any any different dialogues between those two sides? I'd say you're right. It seems like right now everyone's on kind of one side of the boat, feeling like there's plenty of supply out there. But I would say that the industry generally kind of knows that when you get these really bearish positions, there's a lot of supply, the prices are low. So generally, this tends to incentivize some demand. So even here, just now in the past 24, 48 hours, starting to hear a little bit more about, oh, maybe we can book some export sales now that we're down here. So I think the view is, hey, there's plenty of milk as we make our way here for the next six, eight weeks. But there is some optimism that prices will recover as we make our way into the back half of the year. Understood. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Katie. Uh, Jake, let's turn to you. I know you have a very busy morning here getting a lot of pricing done for folks, so we'll keep yours brief if we can. But um, lots happening in the grain and feed markets with lots of opportunities for folks stepping in. So what are you seeing here this morning? Yep. I think you said it earlier, Jim. Pretty big meltdown in futures here over the last week or so now. Um, and we've had quite a few folks getting some of their old crop feed priced out here uh, towards some of the lows and now looking at getting the tail end of their old crop maybe knocked out while we create some new lows here this week. We've been keeping a pretty close eye on basis. Old crop's been fairly stagnant um, as it has been here for a while. Um, So not a whole lot of excitement there, just taking advantage of the move in futures. But new crop basis is starting to get a little bit interesting, particularly in protein and and canola specifically. That market feels soft. I think we're seeing in parts of Texas and even California and, and a lot of the Western US anyway, some values that we saw just very briefly last year and were the lows for basis numbers last year. And in the Texas Panhandle, we're seeing some canola numbers that I don't think we have seen two years since before the big Canadian drought devastated that crop in 2021. Um, And the market still feels biddable even at those levels. So we're we're urging a little bit of patience to maybe wait and get some basis knocked out, maybe another 10 or even $15 lower than we are here today. Call it we're at 40 under or so in the panhandle. We're at 25 under for new crop clock in California and Arizona. Maybe we can squeeze another 10 or 15 bucks out of that. But at the same time, um, as we create these new lows in new crop soybean meal, we are considering maybe taking the first 10 or 25% of next year's usage off the board while we're here. 
because it costs probably 10 or $15 a ton for an option strategy to secure these futures marks. So you kind of got to choose which side you're going to play there, cash or options. They, they seem to be equal. The corn side has been pretty steady, um, not quite as exciting or attractive as far as basis goes compared to canola, but we did have a pretty nice band of rain move through Kansas yesterday and the Texas Panhandle. Um, it looks like there's another pretty good chance here in the 10-day forecast for both of those areas. Uh, you start to catch some recurring rain events in those spots in Nebraska, and maybe we start to see corn basis drift lower here. Another 20, 25 cents lower than we see today would be a good starting point for next year's contracts. I think that we could ask for another 40 cents or more off of where we're at today if conditions go really well. Now we've had one day of rain. We're not out of the woods by any means, but we've taken a very good first step in the right direction. So uh, I am urging some patience there. I think you can do some some very smart things with options to manage this break in futures here on the corn side. I think it's a little more cost effective in that space. So those are a couple of things we're looking at here today. Soybean meal, not necessarily as exciting as canola. That's still pretty firm. I think that's just because that soy crop, we've got to prove that we're going to grow one before we get too excited there. And then a lot of these other commodities, gluten and distillers, they've been slow to react, but I would expect them to start to drive lower as corn and protein have come off their highs. That'll create some pressure for those prices. And of course, the one that everybody was really fidgety about last year, cotton seed. We've seen some much better than expected new crop prices. Old crop is under pressure, even with a lack of acres. I think the USDA at one point had called for an 18% decrease in acres year over year. We had a catastrophe in the Texas Panhandle, which services most of the Western U.S. crop or most of their needs they come in and grow something close to an average crop. That 18% that we lose over in the Southeast will have somewhat of a metered effect on most of the Western U.S. So we're seeing some opportunity. I think we've got to take advantage of this week's break, but uh, some patience as well. Don't need to pull the trigger on all of our needs, but certainly take advantage of a little bit here. Good deal. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, like you said, it's a no need to step in and do everything right here. And, and you've been encouraging patients on both sides of the market, corn and protein. The market is now rewarding us at this point for that patient. So good to step in with something here, some sort of layer, uh, whether like you said, Jake, that is uh, utilizing the exchange or stepping into some physical purchases depending on where you are in the U.S. And hopefully maybe these rains that you are seeing in your part of the world will ultimately relieve basis and make basis a bit more exciting. So that all being said, I know it's been a hectic little week here for all of us here at EverAg. Um, so we appreciate your efforts and we'll let you guys get to the rest of your week. With that, excellent work today on the show. A big thanks to you, Katie, for returning to our show. Always great to have you and your insights and great to have you in Chicago. We'd like to thank Corey and the Everag Insights crew for their support. Thank you to Paige for her production magic. And thank you to the viewers for watching the Grain Feed. Contact information is on the screen. We greatly appreciate your feedback. That's all for today. See you next time on the Grain Feed. <laughs>